Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Yeah. I got a lot of questions. I got some statements. 
And um, I, I just want some perspectives. That's all. So how are you doing, Mr. Simmons? You know what? I, I, I'm good. Currently on baby watch. My daughter has not popped yet, so she can go in the middle of today's show. So if you hear the show abruptly end, that's what's going on. Uh, she was supposed to be here last week. She's taking a sweet little time. So pray for your boy. Pray for your boy. This baby is wasting, you know, just taking her time, man. So I'm excited, man. I got a lot to talk about. Got the resident 49 up front of the door to breaking news. Jesus, what's going on, my guy? How we doing, sir? What is up, fellas? It's good to be back in the kitchen. Another week of NFL and NCAA action in the books. I'm ready to get after it. Yeah, awesome, man. Awesome, man. You guys, you guys, you guys um, interesting. Very, very interesting game with the 49ers. You guys got another one uh, coming up uh, in a couple days, two days, man. Got a divisional opponent. So I'm um, looking forward to getting that off and going. And you know what? It wouldn't be Sports City if my man from across the pond didn't pop up every now and then. Roger, what's going on? Like, how we doing, sir? Aaron, it seems like you've got your work cut out there, brother. Thanksgiving. <laughs> what happened today? I didn't know that was. Oh, my word. What a way to open up the show, though, dude. I'm pumped. It's 2 a.m. in the morning, yeah? I am wide awake <laughs> because of our intro. That was, that was insane. That was great. <laughs> you know, man, I'll I, I tell you what, man. Um, I'm the only one in the building that got his own theme music that come in the building. So, you know what I'm saying? I done popped my collars at a little something-something. So um, I wanted to start with the big news of the day. Um, y'all know me pretty well here in the building. So the fact that um, this is finally taking place has kind of set my morning, set my day off. But I wanted to pass it around before I just start having diarrhea of the mouth because, again, I could talk for hours about what this means to me as a Stella fan. But, Thomas, I'll come to you first, sir. Um, news broke this morning that Mike Tomlin relieved Matt Canada of his duties as offensive coordinator of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, what came to your mind? What were your initial reaction, your initial thoughts when you uh, saw the statement break this morning? That don't mean nothing. That don't mean nothing. Blue, if them teams raise up, it's still going to be trouble, trouble. Yeah. Trouble. And if you don't know where that line is from, please watch the movie Players Club. I'm acting like Dollar Bill. And it don't look good right now at Pittsburgh. They lost Canada in the middle of the season. The last time the Pittsburgh Steelers had fired a coach in the middle of the season, it was 1941. 1941. They have never let go of a coach that early. You know what I'm saying? So, this is this is tough, even though the, the Steelers are above 500. You know what I'm saying? I, I really feel like they still could be a threat in the playoffs. But right now, I don't know what their offense is going to look like. I don't – if their offense looks this bad while Canada was calling plays, who was behind them? Are they going to make this a a run every down uh, offense now? Because they still have the receiving threats with Deontay Johnson and uh, Pickens. And what, does this get better with Kenny Pickett? Because obviously – Pickett's not a good quarterback. I'm going to say this here and now. Pickett, Pickett's part of the problem. Pickett is not an NFL starter, but they have no choice to turn to him. What are they going to turn to Trubisky? So Canada is a piece of the jigsaw puzzle. They they got more to break apart in Pittsburgh 
than needed. But I still feel like Pittsburgh will make the playoffs somehow, some way, because they're just tough and, and gritty like that. But I, I don't think that they're gonna raise no hell. Like I, hell no. They, they might they might take a fall by having to redo a lot of this stuff. So um, we'll see within the next what four or five days in the next game that they have and see if they're successful without Canada. But they they only lost that last game by three, and even though the offense couldn't move the ball, but there, there's other issues on that team. But um, it's not just Canada, but hell yeah, if they if they ready to get rid of him and he can't move the ball like they need to, that's a good thing. But it's a start that they're looking at the society of the Steelers right now to get better. Like now, before they start looking at Tomlin too, that's the worst part. Yeah, you know what? Um, I, I got another call on you. I'm gonna get here in a second. Um. So for me, uh, I mean, I see your point, to, to be honest with you. I'm not going to sit here and, and act like Matt Canada was the uh, sole reason as to why the offense was as putrid as it was. Um, again, you guys follow me on social media. You know I speak openly and honestly about it. I'm going to talk about it here. Kenny Pickett sucks. That dude is a clown. Um, I didn't like him when we drafted him. I don't like him now. However, um, he, he he tore me. And so for Priscilla fans to be excited, as, as we should be, because, again, Matt Canada, his play calling and his play selection has been horrible from, from the get-go. Um, Kenny Pickett didn't help the situation at all. And to your point, TP, um, I, I'm not too sure this automatically fixes him. Um I don't think that we're going to flip a switch and start lighting up the scoreboard like the 4th of July. I do expect immediate change in, in, in play selection. we got our running back coach and our, our quarterback coach, you know, sharing offensive coordinator responsibilities, and, you know, the quarterback coach is going to call the plays, and the running back coach is going to help with install and all this other type of stuff. Uh, so I have reason to believe that the offense will look significantly better. However, when you are dead last in the league in offensive efficiency, when you are 28th in offensive points per game, when you're 28th in total yards, when you're ranked 30th in yards per play, you're 27th in red zone efficiency, and you're ranked 30th in first down percentage, you've got to go. And that has been the consistency of a Matt Canada-led offense for the duration of his tenure. Like, I can see the point uh, of keeping him if he and Kenny Pickett just didn't work out. But the whole sole reason why we kept Matt Canada when we kept him last year is because at the end of the year, he and Kenny Pickett had some type of renaissance, and we were moving the football more fluently. We didn't want to rock the boat and this, that, and the third. At this point, I'm not going to say Mike Tomlin's job is in jeopardy because I said this earlier. I think Mike Tomlin's job is forever solidified. He can stay there until he's blue in the face based off of who he is and what he's done and his winning percentage, regardless of who's calling the plays. He still has the third highest winning percentage in football with this future of an offense. So the fact that I have fans uh, and Steelers platforms and I have fans uh, of other teams and fans from different networks and personalities saying that, you know, this was a, 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 a shot uh, for Mike Tomlin to save his job, that's, that, that, that's ludicrous because you haven't been looking at the whole thing in the totality. But at the end of the day, Mike Tomlin does have a responsibility to put the best person in position to make, make the calls. 
to give us that opportunity to be successful. And, again, based off the statistics that I just ran off, this is just from this year alone. I didn't even go back to when he was initially hired. These are the statistics from this year. We are 6-4 and four outfit right now, and we're dead, dead last or close to the bottom of every offensive category. That's unacceptable. On so who who is who's who who's the who's the guy who's going to be the interim offensive coordinator now? Who calls this off the plays now? Mike, Mike Sullivan, who's my quarter, Mike Sullivan, who's my quarterback coach, is going to be the guy who calls the plays, um, and then okay. my running back coach is going okay, to help, so. help with the installation. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so fine. This 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 juices up Kenny Pickett. This is what you're telling me. Like this guy. Being no. his direct quarterback coach, exactly. So this don't change nothing. And plus, going in the AFC, the Chiefs just took one on the chin at the crib. So they they gonna have mm-hmm. blood on their mouth. Let alone they lost to the Broncos. So that's gonna be another one. And that AFC is so ridiculously tough right now, loaded. That um, who who knows what the Ravens got coming back? Because they said that Mark Andrews on it. They expect him back. Like there's news going on in the AFC. So before the Steelers, they can get it jumping with a quarterback coach to get this thing turned around. They they got a lot more things to cook in that kitchen so, just to get rid of Canada. So, there's a lot more. So so so, 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 so let me ask you this question. And breaking news, I, 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 I'll come to you next. Just, just, just want to stay here for a second. If you look at who we have left playing on the schedule, look at who we have left. We got the Cincinnati Bengals who are playing with a backup quarterback. Okay, we got the New England Patriots. We got a bunch of other scrubs that we got to deal with on our schedule, okay? Our defense is stout right now. We, again, we're a 6-4 ball club with this picture of an offense. Now, I'm not saying that my son will come in and Kitty Pickett's going to light up like, like the 4th of July. But at the end of the day, if we do not have evolution in our play calling, if we don't have growth and development and the maturation of Kenny Pickett, if we don't continue to, if, if, if we stop continually to have blogs on sidelines from wide receivers and, and blogs in the media uh, from, from running backs and, 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 and Twitter beefs with, with, with reporters and, and uh, ESPN personnel and all the other personnel from our receivers because they're pissed off at the future of an offense that we're, that we're running, then, again, the trajectory is pointed up. Again, I'm not saying we're going to go on the Super Bowl run. I'm not even going to say that. I'm, I'm not that naive to sit here today on the 21st of November and say the Steelers are going to win the championship. I'm not that dumb. But I will say this. I do expect immediate, immediate improvement in the offensive play calling. Now, whether Kenny Pickett can read it, throw it, and get it to where it needs to be, that's on him. But the, but, but the spotlight is now taking off of Matt Canada because – Matt Canada, in my opinion, was a, was a inevitable scapegoat. He was a inevitable scapegoat. Because as long as Matt Canada's there, the eyes are no longer on Kenny Pickett. The eyes are no longer on the man pulling the trigger. We can make excuses for this dude, for him being the second year in the league, and him not having the, the big heads or not being able to read defense or whatever because it be. The excuses were running in on, Matt, on, on Kenny Pickett, but it always turned back to Matt Canada's play calling because he called one more jet sweep or because – it was, it, was, it, was, it was third and five, or third and third and seven, and he, and he ran a five-yard out. Like, the, 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 the onus is now off of Matt Cannon because he's no longer in the building. Now we have to, we have to figure out, can Kenny Pickett get the job done? And in my honest opinion, the answer is no. Breaking news, talk to me, man. How you feel? Well, <clears throat> I would love to come in here because I remember, <clears throat> serious as you know, I remember what it's like to be a fan of a ball club and have hope and dreams and and that little that little glint in your eye 
you know, just like a, a child does at Christmas time when they wake up and they think Santa's coming to visit them. But I got to tell you, man, you know I'm a stats guy, and I hate to do this to you, but I, I got to just keep it 100. If you look at Mike Sullivan and you look at his previous two stints as an offensive coordinator, 2016-2017 with the New York Giants, 2012-2013 to with the Tampa Bay Bucks. I'm just going to give you a brief overview. Eli Manning had two of his, and granted, this was towards the end of his career, so I want to put it in context, two of his worst years, 16 interceptions the first year, a completion percentage under 60% year two. Offense, uh, running the ball at both both locations, the Giants and Tampa Bay, averaged less than 3.6 yards per carry. That is not a good recipe. Now, I understand Faulkner is going to be helping, so maybe, you know, maybe, maybe that is the ticket. But the Tampa Bay Buccaneers ranked dead last in points, in passing yards, and total yards in 2013. I say all that just to say this. I think Mike Tomlin is a hell of a coach. I told you that earlier. The stuff that he does sometimes, he sprinkles a little dust, and this team plays way above their head, way above their head. But I got to tell you, if you think that Mike Sullivan's going to come in and all of a sudden this passing offense is going to start to look, I'm going to say even average, I just don't see it. Here's what I saw last week, and I understand that Canada got fired, and he's responsible, but, but these, these other two guys in Faulkner and Sullivan are on this this roster, uh, on this coaching staff. So Pickett for the season has the lowest yards per attempt in the entire league, less than five yards per attempt. There is running backs in this league that average more than five yards per attempt. Kenny Pickett is averaging less than five yards per attempt. Last week, if you take away the one, and I don't want to get all into the game, but if you take away the one big Warren run, the entire Steelers offense accounted for 162 yards. That's passing, running, everybody. Outside yeah. of Warren, I know you're watching these games. Outside of Warren, this the offense is broken. Nothing works. The uh-huh. passing game doesn't work. The running game doesn't work. There's a reason why Najee Harris, who's three years removed from being a a, a number one overall draft pick, is basically being supplanted. He doesn't look quick. He doesn't look fast. Warren is the only piece of this offense that looks dynamic. And that's just how it is. No disrespect to Mm -hmm. Johnson. No disrespect to Pickens. But you know what? At some point, you got to look at yourself in the mirror and say, hey, you know what? We just got our ass handed to us by a backup quarterback. You talked about the Bengals and, like, uh-huh. you having to have a backup quarterback. You just lost to a backup court quarterback. Mind you, right. a backup rookie quarterback that was a, a fifth or sixth round pick. Uh-huh. So my problem is your defense can play great, but you leave them on the field for 40 goddamn minutes, you're going to have this uh-huh. every game. Pickett has exactly. got to figure out a way to complete passes they have got to figure out a way. I don't care if you got to manufacture it. I don't care if you got to do jet sweeps. I don't care if you got to do the, the fumble ruski on fourth down and just go for it. They have to figure out a way to move the ball. And they got to figure out a way to do it consistently. There is way too much talent on this team for this team to be this bad. 
plain and simple. And you're right. You know what? They are six and four, and we're talking about them like they're they're, they're two and eight. It's because there's too much goddamn talent on this team for them to play like this. They just held the Browns to 13 points, and they couldn't win that game. Outside of one long 75-yard touchdown run, they came up with three points. Three points the other 59 minutes. And mind you, Warren had to break three tackles in order to get 75 yards. There ain't nobody else running down the field to block. There ain't nobody else doing all the little things that you used to see the Steelers do. There's no swag like there used to be other than the defense. There is no Heinz Ward. There is no, you know, these, these, these guys from yesteryear. They're, they're just, they're not there. This team has lost their identity. There is no the bus on this team who runs the ball five times for three yards and gets three touchdowns. Like, there's no identity on this team. They look like they're going through the motions. And you know what? I would love to say that I think Sullivan's the answer for your sake and for Steelers Nation, but I just don't see it. I don't think he is. And the only saving grace is I think there is going to be a lot of really good quarterbacks in this upcoming class. And I think there's going to be a lot of really good quarterbacks that don't go in the top ten. Everybody's going to talk about Maine. Everybody's going to talk about Caleb Williams. I, I've been telling this kid for a while, and you know him, Ty, but, like, Michael Penix, I think he's a baller. Mm-hmm. The kid Leonard from mm-hmm. Duke, he's a baller. Like, there is guys that will be coming out that are used to playing in inclement weather. And I know Kenny Pickett, quote, unquote, was that guy. But he don't have it, man. He he's never had it. He had one good year and one good year and a really horrible draft class got him vaulted into the first round where he never should have been. And that that's that's basically my summation of what's going on with the Steelers. I feel absolutely horrible, horrible for that franchise and for the Rooney family. You know what? There is nothing there is nothing as a fan, and I'm not a fan of the Steelers, but of the NFL. There is nothing that brings me more pride than thinking about the kind of stuff that Ty was talking about. They've never, ever fired a coach in-game. They're the absolute class of the entire NFL. They've had three head coaches Uh in 60 years. Like, they epitomize when they tell you, hey, we're signing you to a five-year contract, you pretty much know you're going to be there in five years. They're going to give you a real shot to let your plan play out. And I feel bad for the Rooney family. I feel bad for Mike Tomlin. I feel like he deserves better. I feel bad for, for, for TJ Watt. I feel bad for, uh, you know, uh-huh. a few guys on the defense. But they got to figure this shit out, and they got to start playing, like, either A, they want to win on offense, or, or at least get some dogs in there that, that want to fight for it. I mean, yeah. I, I just yeah. – you watch them come off – you watch them come off the field and they just looked defeated. Like when, when, when the, when the Browns kicked the field goal, there was still 30, 40 seconds left. Like they just, you could just tell it was like, well, that's it. We lost. And that's yeah. just not the Steelers that I've known for the last 15, 20 years, you know? And, and, and with that, like I said, I think you guys are in a really, really tough spot, but I, I think there needs to be some really major changes, both coaching and personnel this off season. Well, to be honest with you, and, and Carl, I, I, I'm going to get to you in a second. I actually agree with everything you just said. 
um, everything you just said. I, I don't think that Sullivan is going to be the, 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 the coach moving forward uh, going into 2024. But I did know this. He wasn't going to go bring in some new guys uh, off the scrap piece, uh in the middle of the season. Like, the guy I want is Brian Leftwich. That, that, that's the guy I want. Uh, I spoke to my yep. I, I spoke to my dad. My my, my dad wants the enemy. I mean, obviously the, their names are going to be floating. But based off of what we have currently right now, and the season still left to play, the best possible move that Mike Tomlin could have made was to promote the quarterback coach who works with the quarterback to cause a set plays. Calling out in six three one. He's been waiting for a long time. Welcome to Sports City Chef. How are we going today? Hello. Welcome. How are we doing today? Hey, I'm good. How about you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Talking Matt Canada being fired from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, what's, your, what's your position on it? Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't really know. I'm, I'm a Jets fan. Um, I don't, I don't mm. really know too much about, about the Steelers. Um, okay. Yeah, I know. I, 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 I think the offense was struggling. I'm, I'm not really that sure about the Steelers, but, um, yeah. I got you. I got you. Well, um, that, that, that thing, thanks, for, thanks for coming in. We're going to talk about the Jets here in a little bit. Roger, you mm-hmm. sitting over there quiet for a little bit. Uh, man, Steelers fired Matt Canada. Give me a position on it, sir. Well, when, when I saw James Madison University last week, right, the college game day chanting, for, for Canada to lose his job. Taylor Swift concerts. We're talking like pop concerts and rock concerts. People chanting for Canada to lose his job. I've never seen anything like it. You boys have made the good points. You boys have made the great points. I will say, this is the last 50 years we're talking about legacy and, and the Rooney family, right? You look, you go back to the, you go back to the Le'Veon Bell situation, the Antonio Brown situation, the contract disputes. You know, Dan Rooney was the, was the glue of that franchise. When Dan, when Dan Rooney passed away, I don't care what anybody says, when Dan Rooney passed away, things changed. Things changed in that building. Mike Tomlin is a loyal coach. The way he answered like, that question about USC last, last year and all that, unbelievable. I think he's, he's, he's not, he, he knows the deal. And I think week five, the bye week, they had an opportunity there to lose Canada. I think had they done it then, it would have put him in better stead now than it has by doing it now and only having a few weeks until the playoffs. You know, not that, not that long as Thanksgiving. This is where the business end of the season really starts. I think that's an issue. You know, when Mike Tomlin was questioning the team's toughness in week four, that's, that was an issue because that's, that's just not a steal of DNA. We wish we had a different team this, this year. Najee Harris looks like he's got cement in, in his boots. He looks like he's running with lead boots. He's, he's like as if the offensive line is just built too big. You know what I mean? It's like as if they are they, they are not agile. They're not opening his holes. Jalen Warren is, is doing so much more than what he should be doing. Well, what a fantastic running back he's he's turned out to be. Reminds me a lot of of Eckler when I watch him. He, he has he does look. They were the same number, and I think they were both undrafted. I think they were, but it's like. Those, you know, they're asking too much of the backs, and it's, it's like as if 
it's, it's all, you can see it coming a mile off. You can see what they're about to do a mile off. And we, we saw that, we saw that on Sunday. Um, to, I mean, the, for Luso, he quarterback, they had that game. Deontay Johnson getting fired up the way he was fired up on the sideline. That was, that was you know, that's had it all. And I think uh, it just had to happen. And now it has. And, uh, and we could see I was, I was going to play out. But like you guys said, you know, yeah. be careful what you wish. Uh, they made the move. I don't think it's a good move. I don't think it is now. I think yeah. it's too late. I think, honestly, um, had we lost that game versus Baltimore going into the bye week, then I think a move would have been made there. Um, and then we came out of the bye week, lost to um, – I think no, we, we came out of the bye week and won, beat the Rams, and then we lost to the, to, to, to the Jaguars. I thought a move would have been made there. Then we won the last two before dropping this one here to Cleveland. Um I said I, I, I said this when we when, when we beat Baltimore, um, and again y'all know I talk to my dad regularly. You know, said me and my dad was at that game. I'd much rather of us have lost to Baltimore to fire Canada going into the bye than to beat Baltimore and have to fire him late. I, I I don't think I thought that would have been the move. That way we got an extra time for Kenny Pickett and company to to kind of adjust and learn. We got a divisional opponent on the road in their venue on Sunday with a new play caller um, and a new everything. So it's going to be a tough out. But I will say this. Sometimes you really have to shake stuff up to jumpstart some things. And, again, to, to, to break and use this point, I do not expect us to go light up the scoreboard and score 35-some-odd points now. But I do expect us to design some things that would be significantly better. And, again, to, to, to break and use this point, you know what I'm saying, we have – too much talent on the offensive side of the ball to be averaging 13 points a game. I I don't get I, – I, I, I don't care who's pulling the trigger. We have too much offensive talent on that side of the ball to be averaging 13 points a game and being dead last to the bottom in this um, in, the, in, 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 in the NFL. Uh, breaking news, talk to me, man. I thought you hit me up. What's up? Oh, I just I got a question from a fan, so I was sending it over to you so you could uh, okay. throw it into the rotation, okay. sir, when you get a sec. We'll do, we'll do, we'll do. Call the numbers nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. Lots of other sports to the chef. Um, before we move on, um, I wanted to give you guys an opportunity to talk about the the, the recent college football playoff uh, rankings that just came out. Uh, we had an adjustment. Uh, Florida State got knocked down, and Washington got added in. Uh, we said this last week that I think it all will come out in the wash with, with Ohio State and Michigan playing this upcoming week. I think Georgia is kind of locked into to their location. I don't see anybody beating them. But the, but Washington jumping in, into the top four um, is pretty, pretty interesting. Um you know, Thomas, I'll start with you again on this one, man. When, when, when the top four was revealed a couple of minutes ago, what would you think? Um, the reason why they did that to Florida State, Jordan Travis is out for the season. And um, he's that much of a dynamic player for their offense for them to be successful. That's why I feel like that happened. And um, to be honest, I don't even like the way that they lowball Washington. Washington has pulled off all of the wins that they needed to beat. They had to actually beat Oregon, and Oregon at that time was averaging 50-something points at that point in time of game. And uh, Penix was actually the, 
you know, go shot for shot where Nick's and outduel them. Um, and he's been winning these games, even in the game against Oregon State where they were the underdog, um, still went up in the Corvallis and pulled that off. So they're they're winning nasty, they're winning big, they're they're going up and, and going up against powerhouses as well. So I feel like Washington deserves that. I didn't want them to miss the playoffs just because of where they are and the Pac twelve is actually improved. But if Oregon was running the table, they would be up there because of how strong Oregon's offense is. So at least Washington gets their consideration right now. Um, just like you said with Ohio State and Michigan playing each other, somebody going to fall, and they're going to fall out of that. So I think this is going to be a real interesting jumble around on how this goes. Um, Georgia might be right back at the top. I don't know who knocks Georgia off. So all of these teams for now prove to me that you're going to play for something other than second place. Um, but it's interesting how it is going to go down. Once uh, Bowers comes back from Georgia, they're back to being unstoppable. you got a tight end that runs a 4-4 and strong as an ox, but moves like a receiver, and they got speed all over the field too. So I, I want to see a defense that could slow Georgia down and score with them. And um, it, it's interesting that the top six that they have right now, but for Washington to eke them out, and I think they did that just because of the quarterback being knocked out. That's the only reason why. Florida State isn't there. Yeah, well, let me let me double click on that for a second because you mentioned that Ohio State and Michigan, one of these one of these two teams that drop out. Um, the way it's currently set up, Ohio State is ranked second, Michigan is, is ranked third. If Michigan were to beat Ohio State, obviously they would they would leapfrog them. But you think they would drop Ohio State all the way out of the top four? And if, and, and if that happens, who do you think flies up to that to, to get into the top four? I said it. It was on mute. Um, and the team that that I would choose, it, it'd be Alabama. Uh, Alabama lost that game early, and it's good that they lost it early because now they have not been stopped, and they're getting stronger and stronger game by game. And um, the crazy part about them falling out of the top four is, if you watch an Ohio State game, Marvin Harrison Jr. is the the locomotive. He is carrying that team. Their quarterback mm-hmm. is terrible. If if they had good quarterback <laughs> play, Ohio State would definitely be a number one, no doubt. Like, you wouldn't even have to scratch your head about it. It would be like, oh, no-brainer, no-brainer. Yep. If Marvin yep. Harrison wasn't available every play where corners that could, couldn't beat him, Ohio State would be in trouble. If you, if please, if, if you haven't watched mm. Ohio State game or watched their, their highlights, their quarterback play is pitiful. They they almost lost a couple of games because of how awful he is. He's not good at all. But by the, the luck of God that Marvin Harrison Sr. put his son in, in Columbus, Ohio, that helps him tremendously. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, breaking news, I, I'll come to you next, sir. Um, college football playoff jump was released, obviously. Uh, Washington jumps ahead of Florida State due to the injury they're sitting at four. But, you know, how do you feel when, when it was revealed? And, you know, I'm a, you can go ahead and elaborate on the question I asked CP. You know, the loser of this game this weekend potentially falls out of the top four. Who do you think jumps in and takes that spot? <clears throat> yeah, so if you remember last week, Sirius, I, I, was, I was one of the proponents, one of the people that said I, I personally felt like it wasn't a big deal that Washington was at five. I knew they were playing a ranked team. I told you pretty much I thought 
if they won out because they were playing against a ranked team and Florida was playing against Northern Alabama, that Washington was going to be the team that would get in. That that was kind of my line of thinking. It still is. You know, I don't – I personally don't see a scenario in which Washington wins against Washington State and Florida wins, even if it's impressive, that they that they would pass Washington up. The thing that's, that's interesting about the second part of your question is I think there's a very real possibility if this game is close, like we've seen a lot of these top 10 matchups, you know, like last week, Washington won 22 to 20 versus um, Oregon State. Like, if you see a game like that, there's a potential that neither one of these teams drop outside. And, and I know that there's going to be Florida State fans that, that feel the travesty, but like Ty said, I do think there is some external pressure. You don't want to put a team in that's going to get blown out by 30. You know what I mean? We, we, we still remember, we still remember, and I don't remember when it was, Ty's much better with the dates. Um, I think it was like a, US, a UCF or one of those teams that got in smaller school. Like every, I, I've heard a few people say like, oh, you know, let's give Jackson a thing. Jackson beat Virginia by like four points. They would get blown out by 40 against any of the top five teams. Florida. Thank you. Florida. Thank you. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there you go. But the point is, the point is, is they got so much backlash, as you guys know, after that, because these rankings, they matter. You know what I mean? They matter to these schools, the funding that, you can't have a college game that's televised where one team is blowing out another team by 40 points at halftime. Like, A, you're going to lose people from watching, and it makes your rankings less credible. The team that I think is interesting, and I totally don't think that Ty's wrong about Alabama, but the team that I find super interesting, especially as they continue to climb and continue to beat top 10 teams is that very team, which Ty mentioned earlier, that went up against Washington. What about Oregon and Bo Nix? They have one loss, and their only loss is to Washington, an undefeated team, and it was a very competitive game. So I can't remember, and I and Ty, you, you correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think since they went to the playoff format, I don't think there's ever been two Pac-12 schools or even Pac-10 schools that have ever gone to the playoffs. And it would be interesting only in the sense that, as you mentioned, I think when you look at a team like Oregon, I think they're the type of team that could give a team like Georgia a run for their money just because of the sheer amount of points they can score, right? Because you have to be able to score if you're going to play Georgia, plain and simple. And I don't think that Oregon and Bo Nix would have a problem scoring against Georgia. I think it would be entertaining. Um, I'm not saying anything bad about Alabama, but if if I had a vote looking at the body of work, looking at the top 10 teams they faced and beaten, I think I'd lean more towards Oregon. Um, but at the same time, it, it would be really, really hard to leave an undefeated Florida State out if they take care of business here this last week. But like I said, uh, you know, it, it's always fun to look at these and, and what if. But I do think there is a yeah. slim chance, depending on how this game goes and how mm-hmm. interesting it is, that you could see both of these teams still in the top four. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I could see it. I mean, again, 
to your point, you know, if Ohio State and Michigan is close, you know, I mean, last year Ohio State lost, fell out, and then due to conference championships worked themselves back in. So if, even this loss here is it, not, you know, an end-all, be-all to whichever one of these two teams uh, drops the L on, on, on Saturday. Call the numbers 929-477-2759. Lock low with sports to be shut before we transition. I've got to pay some bills. Shout out to PHI Para for sponsoring today's show. This portion of our program is brought to you by PHI Apparel Company. PHI Apparel Company provides unique designs and high-quality clothing for the great fans of the Philadelphia area. With their original designs for all, there's no doubt that they'll stand out in the crowd. Act now and listeners can use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off any apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co. That's phiapparel.co. Co. Remember to use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off. Act now while supplies last. Shout out to PHI Apparel for sponsoring tonight's show as well as the rest of the shows here on Sports City Chef, the network. Um, it, 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 it's been a pleasure uh, doing this show. Um, with that being said, I wanted to transition and talk about another major story that uh, broke over the weekend. Actually, it, it just broke. Say what? Can I get my two cents on the college quick before we move on? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely talk to me, man, talk to me. Yeah, just, just remember last year, guys, TCU and Georgia, like, complete different physical game, right? I think that's, there you that, go. that's a perfect perfect example of yeah, what we're talking about. that's awesome, Rodri. I mean, you, you look at the difference, and I was, at, that, I was at the highest level, you know, and it's like Georgia are almost ready pros, that offensive, offensive line. In the trenches, the size difference. You look at Jalen Carter, guys like that last year. Same again this year. I mean, it's just it, when it comes down to the crunch. You hear, you hear the way the coach was talking to him in the locker room before they went up on that field last year compared to TCU. It's men against boys, guys. It really is. I mean, Georgia, it's different physically. And then there's Michigan. I think Texas is another team that can get up there as well. Um, towards the end, I think they 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 might they might get into the playoffs. But I think you nailed the three. Like Ty said, going up the going up the Oregon State, getting that win for Washington was huge. Uh, Romo Duns Dunsey, amazing receiver. He was a difference maker for me. Last two weeks, he's caught some incredible balls and touchdowns as well. And Ty, you know, watching watching Ohio State against against Notre Dame, I thought that game was never going to end. You just spot on. It was like they they had no movement. In the offense at all, it was just honestly that, that game could still be going on if if they'd let him carry on. It was just ridiculous. It was watching, so, uh, yeah, it was just, like watching paint dry. It was so boring to watch. Roger, Roger, it's so bad. Let me tell you how bad that is, Roger. It's so bad that Ohio State is supposedly doing that good, and Marvin Harrison Jr. is the Heisman candidate, not the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Usually, the quarterback. Yeah. And he's the awesome. one throwing him the pass. He's not even getting a consideration. He's like, it's Marvin. Marvin. It ain't you. It's Marvin. I know. It's, un- it's unbelievable. It is. It is. <clears throat> yeah, but that's, that's all I want yeah. to say. I just can't see any beat in Georgia, to be honest. Wait, also, wait, wait, wait. Before you get into a serious, since you, since you find the gaps and stuff, Roger, um, Brian, be careful what you ask for. Because last time Oregon played Georgia, do you know the score of that game? 
I, 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 I get it, I but I, like I said, I, I think I think Oregon's a different squad this year. I mean, they got a senior citizen at quarterback, as we all know, very poised in the pocket. I think I, I, I think you'd be surprised. I bet you. I, I think I think Oregon could definitely put up high twenties, low thirties against against Georgia. I think they would slow them down enough, and it would be a, a close competitive game as opposed to. Some of the other teams, there's just not a lot of really upper echelon type teams. But I do want to just expand on that real quick. Serious, we talked about this last week. We keep talking about how it could be a close game. I'm going to go on the other end of the spectrum. And I, and I said this to you last week, and I'm going to stick by it. Everybody's worried about Harbaugh. I'll tell you what I'm worried about. I'm worried about Ohio State's run defense. Michigan yeah. has run for like 300 yards each of the last two years. And literally, Ohio State could not stop them. And if well, if they can't slow down that rushing attack, right, if they can't slow down that rushing attack, you might see another 200-yard rusher like you did two years ago. Yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. Again, call the numbers, 929-477-275. Down, locking over the sports city chefs. I'm going to make a move. But before we do, man, for the program, jumped in last week. Robert, what's going on? So back to round two, man. Good to hear from you. Yo, I'm back. Hey, thanks for having me back on the show, dog. Sorry, I just called in. Uh, don't actually know what we're talking about yet, but hey, happy to be a part of it, brother. <laughs> we're actually about to make a move and start talking NFL, man. Uh, we got some games coming up um, in the next couple of days, but I wanted to start uh, with the news that broke uh, earlier this earlier this week with the simple fact that Zach Wilson has officially been benched. Um, I honestly believe that um, the New York Jets made this move a little bit too late, but a move was made nonetheless. We have a New York Jets fan here in the building, so I wanted to allow him to to, to, to bat lead off for this one, man. So talk to me, man. The Jets finally benched Zach Wilson. Um, They play a divisional opponent this upcoming Friday in the Miami Dolphins. Do you think this will kind of help the Jets? I mean, what was the reasoning behind all this? Talk to me, man. How do you feel? Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it sucks that Aaron Rodgers got hurt four, four plays in. Um, it wasn't, you know, Zach Wilson was supposed to sit down. He was, you know, he never, he never watched a veteran play. He never uh, learned behind a, a, a Hall of Famer or a vet. Or a vet. Um, you know, it was supposed to be a red shirt. Uh, season for him and that never happened and he came back and you know he has he has improved but he's not he's not there yet you know I and I and I understand that you know with the, all the struggling and the adversity and you know I'm I I I do I do real estate and I am and I understand you know I'm, I'm struggling you know I understand it as a professional, you know, you you just need to put your head down and work at it. Um, you know, it, it sucks, but, you know, he has improved, you know, and, you know, hopefully, you know, we'll see what happens next next year with him. You know, it, it, are the Jets going to cut him or are they going to give him a chance? I mean, he's never had a chance uh, to sit behind somebody and, and learn, you know, um, he is coming up with this with his fourth year. Um, you know, the question is, 
if Aaron Rodgers is here for two more years, does he want to sit behind Aaron Rodgers, or does he want a chance with another NFL team? Will an NFL team give him a chance? That that's the question because he he just has been sucking so badly. Um, <laughs> you know, with, with Tim Boyle, you know, stats aren't aren't looking good. He knows uh, he knows how to get the system. Um, you know, we'll see. We'll, we'll see if if it changes everything. You know, we saw the defense break down uh, on Sunday, and I found I think it finally caught up to them that you know that the offense is not playing good. And you know, I don't know. Think the defense is going to show up on Friday. But you got a tall task ahead of you playing the Miami Dolphins. Uh, saving graces, Tyreek Kill's hand may not be 100%, but we'll, we'll see how that pans out. But I wanted to throw this around to the group. Um, breaking news, I'll start with you, man. The Jets finally made a move at quarterback. Um, I, I, yeah, we all we all honestly thought they should have did that as soon as Aaron Rodgers went down. Um, but, you know, Salo wanted to stick by his guy. Um, I'll stick by the guy who's in the backup. But talk to me, man. How'd you feel? What were your initial reaction when this news got 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 made public a couple of days ago? Yeah, you know, I mean, listen, they're mixed. I mean, we talked about this. I was probably the only person. If you go back to two months ago when the, when the injury first happened, the the first show after, I'm probably the only person that was like, you know what, give Zach Wilson a shot, right? Let's see what the kid has. Let's see what he can do. Um, I do agree with you. I think they stuck with him too long. I feel like I feel like for for four or five weeks, I was saying, you know what, uh, the Jets need to go and trade uh, trade uh, for the there's there's a certain quarterback who uh, unfortunately now plays for the Minnesota Vikings. His name is Josh Dobbs. Uh, I, I think if they had a guy like Josh Dobbs, I think they'd probably be sitting in a similar position to that of the Steelers. You know, a team that has a really good defense, and you know, and, and instead of being uh, four and six, they very easily could be six and four and one game out. Uh, you know, of the uh, division lead. Um, yeah, it's sad yeah. to say, and, and and this is in no way, shape, or form me trying to make light of the situation, but just. Just to talk about the brutal stats versus the Bills, a team that was struggling in their own right and had just fired their offensive coordinator, Zach Wilson and Tommy Boyle combined for 14 of 29 for 134 yards. One touchdown, two picks, six sacks. The most efficient quarterback on that team that day was Thomas Morstead, their their punter who was one for one for 18 yards, had also had the best yards per attempt. I digress. You know I'm only in just making fun, but the point is I, I don't know how you can have 15 attempts, as Wilson did, and, and only have 81 yards, or have 14 attempts for Boyle and only have 33 yards. You're, you're clearly not just playing it totally safe, as both of these guys had interceptions. You know, you have guys on your team. We've talked about this. You've got a guy on your team in Garrett Wilson who was a, a – and I understand he got injured during the game, but, like, this kid was like a rookie of the year candidate last year. 
Before he went down, Brees Hall literally looked like the second coming of Bo Jackson last year. And it's, it's, it's amazing that somehow, some way, they've morphed this team into literally one of the most unwatchable offenses. It's almost like Matt Canada has been the offensive coordinator of two teams over the course of the last eight weeks. <laughs> it's, 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 listen, it's hard to watch. I mean, I'm just being honest, serious. It's very hard to watch. I feel bad for Zach Wilson. I do. But at the same time, I disagree with the caller. Zach Wilson has gotten plenty of opportunities to prove what he can do. I mean, let's, 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 you know, as we like to say, let's call a spade a spade. You know, he had, he has over 300 pass attempts this year and he's completing less than 60% of his passes. He literally has the same touchdown total as Danny DeVito. I'm just kidding. Tommy DeVito of the New York Giants, who just started starting, was just named, or just became the starting quarterback two games ago. Like, there is a lot of things wrong here. I mean, if you can't, if you can't look at this through an unbiased lens and say, hey, you know what, with the weapons we have, we should probably be averaging more than 194 yards a game passing an offense. Yeah, that's part of the problem. I mean, really, what do you expect the defense to do week in and week out? Yeah, they had a they they had a stinker. Thirty two points for the Bill was absolutely horrific. But how many times do they have to lose like the week before sixteen to twelve versus the Raiders, where you flip back two or three weeks ago, you know, and and they lose another game, and it's like fourteen thirteen, like. They continue to lose low-scoring games because the offense cannot get out of their own way. Or they win, like against the Giants three weeks ago, like 13-10. to 10. They cannot score points. And you know what? Honestly, if they were really smart, I wouldn't let Aaron Rodgers play this year. I'd let him fully heal, fully recover, and, and take a new crack at it next year. You're already at four and six. You already know that offensive line is suspect. I mean, literally, Wilson has gotten killed behind that offensive line. I, I, I think at this point, you know what? You, you brought in the weapons that, that Aaron Rodgers wants. Let's just reset and, and, and start this anew next year. You know, Garrett Wilson's injured. I haven't heard the update on whether or not he'll be playing this week or, or whatnot, but I just think mm-hmm. it's, it's time we're in week 12 – you have a sub-500 record. You have losses against multiple teams in your division. I think it's time to start looking to the future and not trying to rush back your 40-year-old quarterback. I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, before we move on, I got a call on Keith Villain. Welcome back to the building. Talking New York football, Jesse, Zach Wilson, man. Talking, man. How you feel? What's going on? What's going on? Serious? What's up, fellas? How y'all doing? Uh, I, I figured I'd come in and, and talk. Talk a little New York football, I guess. Football. My man came back like Daryl wearing the four or five. As, as, as soon as New York talking, you know what I'm saying? My man comes in the hey, Barry. See, Thomas, I told you. I told you he was a Jets fan. I told you. I told you, man. We've been talking about it for a while. You told, wait, you told me. You told me. Wait, wait. In the words, in the words of, wait, hold on. Stop. In the words, in the words of King Joffrey Joe. When when Patrice came in and she got mad, Lisa had Hakeem, 
And she said, who told you that? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Siri, what's up, up, What's up, breaking news? What's up? What's going on, Barry? I got to tell you, man, I've been watching the last couple weeks, and I can't help but think to myself, putting Mm -hmm. my thumb and my pointer finger together and just saying, hey, let me give you an option to kill a few. I'm going to give you my nephew to play quarterback for your team. We're gonna call him Tommy Dimes. Tommy Dimes. Yes. Tommy Dimes. Yeah. Well, let's not let's anyway. not go that far. Let's not go that far. But I mean, Danny DeVito. Hey man, he uh, already got good. more passing touchdowns. He already got more passing touchdowns than the previous quarterback. Yeah, and and the other quarterback in New York, and that, I think that's part of the problem. I think you you highlighted <laughs> that. I mean, um, Zach Wilson. There's no reason. I think we said it serious that he should not have been on the Jets team to start this season. The fact that they brought him back was a big mistake and they're paying for it right now. You know, you don't anticipate Aaron Rodgers getting hurt, but you know what? You've had 11 weeks and you knew last year when you demoted him to third string quarterback that he wasn't it. And you still brought him back. And this is where you are right now, four and six team, the the defense is totally lifeless because they have to they get off the field and they got to go right back on the field. Brees Hall and, and Garrett Wilson are frustrated. I mean, Lazard dropped another pass. That's all he ever does. Um, that right. Jets offense is is pathetic, and you know it's going to cost unless Aaron Rodgers says I want to come back next year with Robert Sala as my head coach, Nathaniel Hackett as my OC. It's going to cost these guys their jobs. You think? I mean, because... I don't understand. I don't understand how Robert Sala can he kept justifying putting Zach Wilson out there, and that <sighs> offense scored one touchdown in what four or five games. They averaged ten points in the last five games. I mean, you know, you know, I, I miss my father to death, but I'm glad he's not here to watch this crap because he would be sick to his stomach. It's it's pathetic. It's pathetic watching this Jets offense try to operate. Um, and listen, points. if they fire Salah, come on home. Come on back. Come on back, Big Daddy. Not to take you back <laughs> see, the that's, that's, that's the thing. I don't. I, I personally don't foresee them firing Salah because he can always say, "Listen, we made all these moves to go out and get, you know, Aaron Rodgers. Unfortunately, he got hurt. You know, let me see if I can right this ship, or you know, this that and the third. Like at the end of the day, should should he and them made a move to get a better quarterback in there? We all are in agreement. Yes, I mean, even the Jets fan on on, on the line believe believe that. So, but ultimately, at the end of the day, I don't I, I don't foresee Salah's job. Being in jeopardy. Uh, I mean, Thomas, talk to me, man. You you, you haven't spoken on this for in a minute, man. Uh, Jeff, solid job in jeopardy. Zach Wilson bench. They got to play the Dolphins um, in, in in a few days on, on Friday. Talking, how you feel? Have you ever seen the movie Get Out? And the maid when when he found out the maid was under the cell and she was like. No, 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 no. They will not. They will not fire Sally. Sally, Sally has done a great job with the defense. He's a, he's a defensive minded coach. That defense is still jumping. That offense is the issue now. 
we'll look at this bigger than Zach. The, the, this is the same situation we just talked about with Pittsburgh. It's the same situation with the Jets. The problem is bigger than just one person. Okay? Let's just look at Criminal A, Nathaniel Hackett. This is the same dude that uh, Sean Payton went into Denver and said, I got to clean this mess up. So talking all type of junk to him. And let's think about it now. That offense didn't even look good when Aaron Rodgers was out on the field. Got him hurt. Offensive line was bad. Got him hurt, right? Zach Wilson running for his life almost every other play. Every other play is a bootleg or he's scrambling or the, the, the offensive line don't got enough to do with wherewithal to block for these guys. Brees Hall has not been successful running the ball at all. Do you know that they were trying to fight on who was going to be the running back between Brees Hall or Dalvin Cook? That's a decision now that they will never probably bring Dalvin Cook back. Dalvin Cook might not be a Jet next year. And thinking about Dalvin Cook's success, he was with the Packers. I mean, no, in, in um, with the Vikings in a running system like it just a few years ago. Or last year, one of the top running backs in the league. This dude don't even have 500 yards rushing. You want to know why I know? He's my fantasy running back, and I don't want to get rid of him because I know he can explode. But it's like it ain't doing me no good with him on the bench. Dalvin ain't hurt. He's, he's up here, healthy scratch, sitting on the bench. Why are you not using Dalvin Cook, one of the most home run hitting running backs in the league? He didn't even get play. And I wonder why. It's bigger than Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson was successful last year. This year, all of a sudden, everything is crap. They can't do nothing. They can't do nothing. This, and, and if you watch some of the games, Zach Wilson be hitting some of these dudes. These dudes be dropping the balls. Conklin be dropping passes. Uh, Garrett Wilson be dropping passes sometimes too across the middle. Like, yeah, Zach is a big feature to the problem or not getting the ball score, but it's more than just him. They're not doing stuff to be successful and looking at this situation. Oh, me being the resident Lions fan. Oh, I've seen Tim Boyle before. Tim Boyle played with the Lions. Trash. And then behind him is Tim Boyle. They said, so you know who his backup is? Trevor Simeon. Trash. So so if, if everything goes bad with Tim Boyle, which I feel like it is because New York ain't going to give him no time. You know New York don't play that. You can ask Barry. Barry go for the team on the other side of the locker room, and they don't wait on nobody. So, so if Boyle don't get this together in the next two games, because there's only, what, seven games left in the season, they're going to try and put, what, Trevor Simeon in there to save their day? And then Aaron Rodgers is supposed to come back in the middle of December, which you better not because he's 47 years old. Y'all going to make him retire? Like, no way, no how. This this is more F up than more than just Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson was guided the wrong way. There's no real offensive mind to get him there. Of course, Aaron Rodgers is going to tell him what he can do, not what Zach can do on the field. Rodgers can make these things happen. That offense was set up for Aaron Rodgers. Zach Wilson wasn't supposed to be the starter. That That's his system right there, especially with his best friend, Nathaniel Hackett. And I only think that Aaron Rodgers is the only one that can help carry that offense with Nathaniel Hackett because nobody could do it, not when he was out there in Denver or now him being in here with, with Zach Wilson. It, it, I guess it's tough to have, you know, different quarterbacks other than Aaron Rodgers run his system. So it's, it's bigger than Zach Wilson. I feel bad that this may be the collapse and the fall of his entire career because I don't think another team would touch him and uh, put him as a starter yeah. unless they really have to because they're down quarterbacks. But um, it's bigger than Zach Wilson, just like uh, Matt Canada's situation at Pittsburgh. Definitely, definitely. I wanted to get I wanted to get Robert Lockheed to talk. He ain't been talking a little bit. Uh, Robert, we talked to New York Jets, sir. Um, they benched their quarterback. They got a tough opponent this upcoming week in the Miami Dolphins. Uh, talk to me, man. How you feel? 
Well, I mean, the decision of Zach Wilson or not, I mean, that should have been that should have happened a long time ago, right? Who knew they had Tommy DeVito right there in North New Jersey, I think less than 15 miles from the Meadowlands. Dude, the guy looked fucking great uh, this last Sunday, honestly. And he had, like, most of northern New Jersey looking on, man. I'm super proud of him. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we kind of know. Like, I think Zach could be good if you give him, like, two or three more years. He just seems like a late developer, kind of, if that makes sense. Um, but he's not ready for the uh, limelight yet, unfortunately. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Caller number is 924 277 275 A break in the action. I did want to get to a, a question posed by one of the callers, uh, one of the listeners. Uh, they wanted to know what our uh, top five teams are uh, going into this week. So, Villain, uh, I'll start with you. Uh, you know, we, power rankings and things of that nature uh, tend to drop today. Um, and the caller, uh, excuse me, the listener wanted to know uh, what are your top five teams going into this upcoming week? Oh, wow. Um, okay, so do you want me to start from one to five or five to one? However you want to do it, my guy. All right, so I mean, I'll start. I'll start. Well, I'll start from the bottom. I'm. I'm gonna say. Um, I'm gonna say the Cleveland Browns are five. I'm gonna say. For right now, the Cowboys are four. I'm gonna Ooh. put the Ooh, Chiefs. That you to say that. Yeah, I'll get to that in a minute. I'll put the Chiefs at three. <laughs> yeah, you know what. Uh, all right, hold on. Hey, no, you know what? Scratch that. Yeah, right, I'm gonna go. Yeah, I, no, I'm, I'm gonna. I want to hear this tough. list. <laughs> I'm, it's tough because <laughs> I, I I wanted to put Cleveland because of the defense, but you know what? I gotta take them out. I'm gonna put Cowboys. I'm gonna put put Cowboys five. I'm gonna put Chiefs four. I'm gonna put Niners three. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put Baltimore two, Philly. I'm gonna put Philly one, and and I I really want to squeeze. I you know what? I'd rather flip the Lions and the Cowboys, but it's tough. It's it's a it's a tough list to get to five yeah. because I think everybody yeah. at the top is pretty good. So I'll put you know what? I'll go mm-hmm. Eagles. I'll go Eagles, Ravens, Niners, Chiefs, Lions. Okay. All right. Right. I'll, I'll do that uh, for now, and well, I, it, it's really, it's really tough. I mean, I, I'm with it. I'm with it, Robert. Uh, I'll come to you next, sir. Uh, top five teams right now going into uh, this upcoming week of football. Have to go the Eagles. Have to. And then you have to put the Chiefs second. Dang it! All right, mm-hmm. I only got three left. Niners going up there. Unfortunately. And you know what? I'm going to put my Seahawks down there at four. Hey, for the city of Seattle, I know a couple of us are dialed in right now. Let's put the Seahawks down there. They're coming for you. We just got to get our stuff together. And at the five position, it has to be an AFC team. Help me out, Sirius. What do we got? Uh, we got Baltimore. We got 
Baltimore. Jags, Miami. Jaguars, Sorry. The Miami you know Dolphins. what? I drew a blank there for a second, but actually Baltimore will get bumped up there by next week, 100%. That team okay. actually looks really good right now. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Cool. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Timeless, man. Talk to me, man. Top five teams as we get ready for this week of NFL action. You guys are twisted. Like, I don't know what's happening. He put the Seahawks in the top five. What's going on with the world today? <laughs> what's happening, Yo, Series? Where did you find these people? Like, are you, are you, what's going on? Okay. All right. So now. I'm fighting for top five. You know what I'm saying? Fool got it. I'm mad Kansas City did not do their job to make this a thing in Detroit, Michigan, but it's okay. People wanted Barry came up here and tried to Barry tried to come up here and give the Lions the nod to not even be in the top five and then had to think about it and move us out with the Cowboys. Okay. So let me get this straight, right? These dudes are eight and freaking two. The only team in the league that got a better record than them is the Philadelphia Eagles, in which you guys are putting the Kansas City Chiefs in front of them and the Lions beat Kansas City in Kansas City. I I I I don't this I'm baffled. Like like y'all y'all gotta help me. Like cause y'all put Philly there. Philly just smacked them around in their crib. What what so so it's different because Detroit did it right. But like like there's something that Shannon said today that nobody's scared of Kansas City no more, but y'all is. So Philly number one as of now. Detroit number two, the Niners number three. Ugh, and this is tough with the Ravens being four. I don't really know because this – I don't even know why people got the Ravens so high and they're saying the power rankings. It ain't how we think the team is going to pan out. They're down Mark Andrews, the dynamic weapon outside of Lamar Jackson. That hurts <laughs> a ton. That ain't, that ain't just a little piece of their offense. That's a huge chunk of their production. Uh game by game, and they just lost. And they just lost. Cleveland just so – do Cleveland deserve the leg up over them? You know what I'm saying? Like, and Cleveland lost – and they lost to Cleveland with a, a backup. Or no, 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 Deshaun did that. Yeah, Deshaun, Deshaun did that before he yeah, yeah. Deshaun did finish that. Yeah. So, do I – that's tough. Do I put them over Cleveland right now? But, no, I, I give the Ravens the fourth spot. The fifth spot, golly. I don't know where to go with this five spot. I really don't. Um, it's going to be an AFC team. Did I say the Chiefs yet? No, the Chiefs. The Chiefs. Put the Chiefs nope. at five. Put them at five. Put Kansas City at five. Because um, not only did they just – so it's Philly, Detroit, San Fran, Baltimore, Kansas City. I wasn't for that question. And the reason why I say that with Kansas City, just think about this. The Chiefs just lost to the Broncos, too. I hope y'all know that. So, like, like if they lose in division battles to a team that I know that they're battled in, they got stuff, they got bigger fish to fry than just trying to figure out the league and everybody giving them the leg up because everybody's still scared of the name Patrick Mahomes. No, they, they lost to Sean Payton in them. So y'all better get it right. And Travis Kelsey, and Travis Kelsey ain't the same guy because he messing around with Taylor Swift, and she probably taking the legs out that dude. And that dude is not playing ball like he used to <laughs> see him play ball. 
and, and um, he's fumbling at the five. Not he's dropping you. passes that he usually he's fumbling at the five. He's dropping passes that he usually catch. Like this ain't Travis Kelsey. Believe me, his mind is elsewhere. And I just read today that he said he's been mulling retirement more than we know, including this season. So um, <laughs> get ready for night night, Kansas City. Yeah, and he, he got hooked on that poison, man. I'm telling you, man, get all that poison, man. That's what I'm saying. So as I say, breaking news, man. Talk to me, man. Give me your top five uh, going into the secret football. Yeah, you know what? I think this is I think this is a, a good exercise and a good question from the listener. Um, and I think it's actually harder than it looks, right? Because here's here's something mm-hmm. that I find ironic. In all these lists that we've went through, nobody's mentioned Miami or the Jags. We've had the Seahawks. We've had the Cowboys. We've had, you know, other teams. Nobody's mentioned those two teams. And I I think you could easily make a case for either. Um, It's tough because I think Ty's right. I think, think, you know, he wants them in order. So I'm going to just say – Everybody said the AFC was going to be the division to beat. I disagree. I think the NFC is top-heavy, and I think they have the three best teams. I'm going to go Philly, Detroit, San Francisco, one, two, three. Easy peasy. I think Baltimore has beat way too many good teams um, this year. Even though they've lost to a couple of their own divisional teams, they've just beaten way too many good teams this year. They beat – you know, the Lions, 38-6. to six. They just beat Seahawks. Someone put them in the top five, 37-3. They, they have dismantled top ten type teams. So I think Baltimore has to be there at four. I'm kind of with Ty. I've had Kansas City in my, as my number one or number two team for a while. I, I, I don't see the same Patrick Mahomes as I've seen in years past. And I really like the Jags, but I gotta give I gotta give some love to what what Miami's doing. I'm gonna put Miami at number five. I think that offense can literally go toe to toe and score with anybody. Um, they're the most dynamic, explosive offense in the entire league. And when you look at Miami and you look at what they've kind of like quote unquote done, I think recent recency yeah. bias the last two weeks. They lost to the Chiefs, and then they had a fairly close game against the Raiders. People, people forget. People forget. You know the seventy points they scored against, you know the Broncos earlier Denver. in the year, or the thirty-six points they scored against the Chargers, or the twenty-eight-three throttling they put, you know, on the Texans last game of pre or the second game of preseason, which is the tune-up game, and, and Texans have looked pretty good. So I gotta put I gotta put Miami at number five, but as everybody else has already mentioned, listen, you could put Dallas in that conversation, you could put Jags in that conversation, Kansas City in that conversation, the Browns in the, I mean, there is a slew of teams that are seven and three or better, but they just don't quite make it into the top five. So for me, Philly, Detroit, San Francisco, Baltimore, and then I'm gonna round out my top five with the Dolphins series. Okay, I, 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 I respect that. Let me go ahead and give my uh, position on it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, and put Philly number one. Um, I think if all things are created equal um, and everybody played on neutral sites and everything like that, um, I still think San Fran's the second-best team in the league. 
Um, I just, I, I they're, they're nasty. They're, they're nasty. Um, I'll give Detroit number three. Uh, record seat for itself. Um, Dan Campbell has these guys leaving. They can go through a wall. Um, the fourth best team, in my honest opinion, um, and this is going to get a lot of kickback, at least for me, is, is the Baltimore Ravens. I, I just think that what they do, they do so damn well. Um, and they'll see a way to, to, to mask the, you know, the Mark Andrews injury. Um, the fifth best team in the, conf- in, 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 in the league, in my opinion, is the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, here's the thing. I, I respect what Miami has done. Um, I think their offense is, is really, really top-notch. However, when you struggle as much as they do versus talent and opponents that are equal and or better than you in the manner in which Miami does, I can't necessarily put them above those other teams. Uh, same can be said with the Dallas Cowboys. Again, no disrespect, you have to play who's in front of you. But when you, when you routinely struggle um, versus superior opponents the way that the Dallas Cowboys do, um, I can't put you above a Kansas City. I can't put you in the same category as Baltimore, San Francisco, and, and those guys. Again, playoff caliber team. Um, and, you know, at the season end of today, as you all have to look at those playoff pictures, they would be in the mix. They would be in the playoffs. But my top five for my money would be the Philadelphia Eagles, the, the San Francisco 49ers, the Detroit Lions, the Ravens, and, again, with the um, – uh, who did I say? The Ra- you said the Ravens, Ravens and the Chiefs. And the Chiefs, excuse me. Yeah. Raising the Chiefs. I forgot to write it down. I forgot to write it down. Um, yeah. Last but, least, uh, <laughs> last but not least, uh, we got um, the Jets fan. I'm sorry, sir. I didn't get your name. What was your name again? I'm sorry. Uh, Brandon. Okay, cool. Thanks, thanks Brandon. I, I don't want to call you Jets fan the rest of the show. Um, we got Brandon. Uh, Brandon, give me a top five uh, NFL teams going into this week of football. Yeah, so uh, number one, I'm gonna have to go with the Patriots. I'm just gonna. I had to throw shots at them. Um, yeah, so number one, I'm gonna have to go Eagles, two, Chiefs. Three, uh, Baltimore Ravens. Four, um, I'm gonna have to go with the Giants. Just kidding. Uh, ah, got him again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I I had to. <laughs> um, four, um, Detroit Lions. And then five, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Miami. Mm, I got you. I got you. I got you. Mm. I got you. Well, uh, listener, I, I hope that does answer your question. Uh, anytime you got a question, let us know. We're glad to get that question answered. Uh, I wanted to go ahead and pivot to the Thanksgiving Day game. 
Uh, we got a nice little chunk of games that uh, we got on tap uh, for this upcoming week, and I wanted to start with, with the first one. You know, TP, you're here in the building. Uh, you guys always tend to kick off uh, Thanksgiving holiday with, with, with the football game, um, and you got the Green Bay Packers uh, coming in the fourth field. Uh, I'll let you bat lead off, man. Um, talk to you about how you feel. Keep in mind that Jared Goff, it's coming off arguably one of the worst games of his career. But Detroit is favored. Uh, the line right now is seven and a half. Talk to me. How you feel? Um, talk about the game or what just happened this Sunday? You I can, can talk be, about either. You can do either or. Um, yeah, you do either or. The game Sunday, um, I, I, I just want to do it as quick as possible. That is, and I don't, I, I got a low dark season. You know what I'm saying? Um, that was the most hair pulling out of this game ever. Like, I, I don't know what to do with myself after that. Like, literally, the way that golf has been playing from last, the end of last season into this season, I've never seen him turn the ball over like that. And for him to start the game off turning the ball over crazy like that, I if, if you guys could ever Google it whenever you got time, there was a game uh, November of like 2014, 2013, the Lions are playing the Cardinals and Stafford threw four picks in the first half. And he was doing so bad that um, Caldwell benched him. It was like he couldn't get us back in the game. And that's what normally would be a quarterback in Detroit. Can't can't get us back in the game after turning the ball so much. And um, for the percentage of them to be down more than 10 plus points with four minutes left, and they still won the game. One, I got to give Detroit's defense out of nowhere a, a thousand percent credit for stopping them, even though they were, you know, a couple of the run plays they ran straight at the defense and didn't try to get the first down. They just wanted the clock to run, so they kind of worked in our favor. But um, two, finally, Jamison Williams showed up on the stage where a lot of people was trying to consider him a bust. So we needed that. And uh, three, it 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 didn't feel. Like, it, I was so thrilled to see David Montgomery score the game winning touchdown against his former team. It's like not only is Detroit doing it, but he's doing it against his former team. And for him to spike the ball and scream in their face, and it was like in our crib, I was I was just so out of my mind. And I'm just like, we just got can't let him get a field goal. And here come Hutch finally with a sack after, like, six games. He didn't even get back there. And he finally got back there and forced a safety. And it's like, yes. Just to hear 8-2, and two, the last time Detroit was 8-2, and two, John F. Kennedy was alive in the president. The last time the Lions were eight and two, you know what I'm saying? Like my mom was four years old. You know, like and um, you know this this mojo, like the bad mojo that's been around Detroit. That junk all started November twenty second, nineteen sixty three. The year after they went eight and two. You know what happened November twenty second, nineteen sixty three? If anybody a historian, anybody here? John F. Kennedy got killed the day that the Ford family bought the Lions. So it's like all of this stuff happening. At, it, there's a heavy mystique around the Lions other than uh, Night Train Lane and the curse, all of that other stuff. It, 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 and it's big that Detroit is getting through this as best as they possibly can. Now going into this game Thursday, um, it's, a, it's a rivalry game, so that's what makes this tough because I really feel like Detroit was going to blow the hinges off the doors because they've been getting beaten Thanksgiving, and, and it was real close last year against Buffalo, lost by a field goal. 
But if people looked at the injury report, the Packers are missing seven of their big players, not even just seven people on the injury report. Um, A.J. Dillon's out. Aaron Jones is out. So they they don't have no running backs. The, Christian Watson's out. Wicks is out. The two receivers are gone. Dobbs is the only one there. Musgrave and uh, who's the backup tight end? Um, Degora. He, he, both of the tight ends are out. The starting tight end and the backup tight end are out. So it's like they got big dynamic names and um, Jair Alexander may miss the game. So it's like if y'all missing this many pieces and give us a game, then hell, what the hell is going on? I know there's a city in Las in Nevada that'll give us trouble if that's the case. If we have some problems and they missing their huge names, it, it, I, and we got everybody, like I don't, I don't know. So I feel like Detroit should be successful. They are at home. I know that Fort Field gonna be rocking. That thing might come off of the earth at at one point if they start scoring too much. Um, and I hope God redeem himself and, and take care of the ball like he should. Um, but I, I know why he was turning the ball over. They they hurried up and put People's Jones in the office and tried to get him the ball. He was getting more targets than Jamison Williams. It's like he just got here. Like he don't know the offense. So I, I know they were trying to squeeze him the ball if they can and try to work the scheme better. But do was working and, and we almost got caught. But thank goodness they got out of Detroit with a win and, and hopefully they keep this thing going. It could push nine and two. You know, it's very, very possible. Again, the Detroit Lions are favored uh, in the game this upcoming this upcoming Thursday. Um, again, to, to see your point, CP, I expect it to get ugly quickly. Um, let's keep it a bug. The same Green Bay Packers team allowed my bum ass Steelers to run up twenty three points and some change. Um, so, um, y'all gonna get active quickly. It's gonna be fun for you and your family, uh, sitting around, you know, stuffing your face on Turkey Day. Um, Dylan, I- I'll come back to you, man. Um, talk to me, man. What's on your mind? Yeah, I mean, you know, bad game, the Lions, Bears, it, it was, it was frustrating, but it was also like a relief. Not a relief, but more like, it was frustrating because there's no way they should have been down at that point with four minutes to go in the game, like TP said. But that's a game in years past that they lose. And for them to come out of there with a win just shows that this not the same old Lions, right? That this is this Lions team has turned the corner. And, you know, we all said it. They're one of the top five teams in the league easily. So, um I, I expect them to to really to come out on Thanksgiving and really put it to the Packers. Even though the Packers beat, um, they're coming off a win against the, the Chargers. Brandon Stanley should be looking for a job pretty soon. But I mean, um, I don't think the Packers are going to turn around in a quick week and and really be able to handle the, the Lions. I think the Lions should probably run away with this game. I think it'll be tight maybe the first quarter or two, and then they'll pull away in the second half. But um, I really – it just – you know, the one thing that bothers me with the Lions is I wish they got another pass rusher. Like, they should have got Young or they should have got um, Cameron, like Payne or somebody from the Washington fire sale. So I think that defense is going to be a, a bit of a problem. But – I think that offense can score on anybody, like I said, and I, I don't, I don't foresee them having any problems against the Packers. I, I really think they're just going to run away with this game. 
This, this yeah, for record, this for record, J.J. Watt, J.J. Watt is trying to come through, so hopefully they can make that happen. If they could get J.J. out of retirement, I'm going to be out of my skin. Well, who, who's hey, a linebacker hey, that just got uh, cut from the from Shaquille the Leonard. Shaquille Leonard. Sha- Shaquille Leonard. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, yeah, that that's not a bad look either. They need. They just need one. They need a, a guy that can go on the other side of Hutchinson and make plays and really kind of that fourth quarter beast of a pass rusher. If they can get J-J. that, then yeah. J-J. If they can get J-J. that, then J-J. yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. CBS man. JJ gonna stay his behind at CBS. He comes to the JJ said Come himself. On. I got the interview. He said to himself, he can't play with his brother in Pittsburgh. He said he want to come to Detroit, and they have been kicking up dust on this conversation. So, um, <laughs> come on, <laughs> come on with you. Come on with your big ass. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. Oh, that's insane. That's insane. Breaking news. Talk to me, man. This Detroit Lions team uh, came back from conceivable extinction and, and pulled off a win this uh, this previous week, and then they got a, a quick turnaround against a division opponent uh, on Thursday, man. How you feel? Yeah, man, you know, I, I think I think anytime you play a, a divisional opponent, uh, you could throw the records out the window. Um, you know, it, 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 it should be an entertaining game for sure. Last week uh, also was an entertaining game as, uh, you know, time engine. Probably Jerry Goff's worst professional start ever. Uh, the, the first three series for Detroit was awful. Uh, the last drive before the half, and then with three minutes left to go in the game, basically comprised all of Detroit's highlights. They had one good drive in the half, and then the last three minutes. So basically about five minutes of offense was enough to dispatch the Bears. But um, you know what the bottom line is? you got to win the games that are in front of you. They put themselves in a major hole down by 12, less than four minutes to go. And they were able to pull it out. Kudos to them. Uh, not a position, obviously, you want to be in all the time. Uh, as you mentioned, short weeks, short turnaround. Green Bay just got a huge win against San Diego. I know pretty much everybody on the panel picked San Diego to win. Uh, so Green Bay's feeling good. But, you know, as Ty mentioned, it's been a really long time. Uh, for those of you that aren't good at math, 60-plus uh, years since the last time Detroit was 8-2 and two, uh, or better. Uh, and I, I think – uh, I think uh, the Lions Stadium is going to be rocking, um, and I, I think you're you're going to see probably Detroit win by more than seven and a half for sure. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with you, Mr. Robert. Man, uh, this Detroit Lions team is, is wild. Man, they pulled off a, a big one on Sunday, and they got a quick turnaround versus a divisional opponent. Uh, what do you think, man? Mr. Robert, if you're talking, you're on mute, sir. Hey, there it is. Hey, I believe for the second straight week, I'm going to use the same excuse, but knowing that I am learning in week three, I will not accept that I'm just having problems with my AirPods, Jim. All right? (laughs) (laughs) Robert, we, we refer to that around here as old guy problems. 
Yeah, no kidding. Senior citizen I finally syndrome. had to mute it, and then I forgot to unmute it. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Lions and backfield is a fun game. It always is, actually. I don't know what everyone else would see. You know, like a lot of people talk crap about this game. Like, I'm used to growing up on Thursday morning, you get up on the West Coast, and that first game is usually a Packers-Lions game. And, you know, be it Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers or, or you know, whatever. Now the Lions seem to be a little bit better of a team. Like, that's really cool to me. And I, I look forward to that game personally. Um, who do I think is going to win? I think the Lions have the edge on this one. I do. I just think, uh, like you guys said, MCDC, Motor City, Dan Campbell has that team just firing on all cylinders. And, you know, I, I've become a fan of them, I have to be honest. And I hope they do well. I got you. I got you. I got you. Um, I mean, okay, well, the doors, the doors, the Detroit, the doors of the Detroit Lions Ford Field are open to you. We have paperwork if you want to sign up. We'll we'll get you signed up squared away. <laughs> if you like the color blue, we actually have silver too. You can oh, wear silver no. or white as there well. We go. can get you whatever you need. But we'll talk to you after the show. You you just sit tight. We'll take care of you. Just just sit tight. <laughs> Oh, good God. We, 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 we can't have that. We, we, we can't have that. We can't have that. Listen, listen. Hey, shameless hey, marketing over there. Shameless marketing. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to say something nice about the Seahawks earlier. Now I'm supposed to just jump in with open arms over there to Detroit. I have a strange <laughs> feeling that there's a trap set for me. No, no. Come on. Listen, listen. Listen, there's a song that was sang back in the days, and it said, we all need somebody to lean on. Do you hear me? So if you, if you have a problem, <laughs> I'll give you a hand. I got you. Don't worry. We'll, we'll, just sit tight. we'll be together. Don't worry. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Uh, next game I wanted to talk about um, as you prepare for, for this upcoming week, um, and we can kind of you know, look back to last week as this Commanders versus Cowboys game. Um, this game has got to be one of the biggest lines that I've seen um, so far. Um, I mean, even, even Detroit, I mean, even the Jets and Dolphins game is at 11. This Cowboys Commanders, uh, this Cowboys Commanders game is at uh, 11, and the Dolphins one is at 10. So, um, this they're accepting this one to get ugly quickly. I mean, I can't be mad at it. I mean, this Commanders team just got beat. By the uh, what's uh, oh yeah 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 the Giants. Uh, so Dylan, I'm uh, I'm I'm accompanying you with this one, sir. The New York Football Giants just beat the brakes off of the Commanders, and then they got the quick turnaround mm. with another division opponent on, on on Thursday. Man, how you feel? Yeah, you know it's impossible for the Giants to tank when they have to play the Commanders twice a year, right? So, um, mm. they just. They just don't, you know. They just don't lose to the Commanders. Um, I, I, I have to, I have to preface my comments by saying, I owe uh, Timeless and I owe Sirius an apology. Zach Prescott is a better quarterback than Daniel Jones. I hope you're recording that. Uh, <laughs> so, I, I, I will, I will, I will eat my humble pie. I will take a I like nice. You big, said that like uh, that was breaking news. No, it is breaking news. It is no breaking news too. It is it is breaking news because the villain never admits he's wrong, even when he's right, he's wrong. So hey, listen, you can still say you right. got the better quarterback. So, uh, you got Tommy yeah. 
Yeah, Tommy, Tommy yeah, Danny DeVito is probably the better quarterback right now. Um, at least well, he's That's got right. two legs. He's got two good legs. So, um, Tommy, Tommy Dimes. Yeah, Danny, he's good. Hey, Tommy DeVito um, looks a little bit better than a lot of the quarterbacks last week. Let's be honest. I know I give him a shout-out. That's right. I, I know that he's playing for the Giants. But, dude, he's from the North New Jersey area. Come on, man. He must have been a hero this weekend in the Meadowlands and in North Jersey. I just want to give a shout-out to those who are listening out there. Yeah, he doesn't He doesn't have to pay tolls when he goes over the bridge. He probably gets a free sandwich anywhere he goes. Don't Danny DeVito, he, he gets a free Jersey Mike sub. Anywhere he goes, he gets that, that free Jersey Mike sub. Why would, um, why would he need free Jersey Mike sub? He still stays at home with his mom and dad. I mean, hell. But he's, he's, a, he's a cult mom? hero now. He, Danny's a cult hero out here. here and it, yeah, he's staying because his uncle, Danny, he does all the that work with uh, Jersey Mike's. <laughs> yeah, he's a spokesperson <laughs> for uh, Jersey Mike's. You know, it's, it's a sub above. <laughs> Stop above. Right. Listen, um, no, nah, listen. Um, I think this is a trap game. I'm taking the points for the Commanders just because. You know what? I honestly don't. I don't f- believe in the Cowboys as much as a lot of people do. They're good against bad teams and they're bad against good teams. I, that's why I don't really. I didn't want to put the Jaguars and uh, the Lions. Not the Lions. The um, Dolphins in that top five. Because the Dolphins got embarrassed by, like, the Bills. The Jaguars got embarrassed by the 49ers. And the, the Cowboys got embarrassed by good teams, right? Uh, 49ers and, and the Eagles. It, they don't play well against the teams they're supposed to beat. So, uh, But either way, I think it's a, it's a division game, like you guys alluded to with the first game. Um, Sam Howell and company could probably – you know, do some things against this Cowboys team. I, I don't think they'll win the game. I, I'd take the points. I think they can keep it close. I've seen I've seen the, the, the commanders slash Redskins slash football <laughs> team play good games on, on Thanksgiving against the Cowboys and keep it close. So, um, But, you know, Dak Prescott, they don't need him to do a lot probably in this game. I think the defense will probably steal this game for them. Definitely, definitely. And did you want to talk about what took place on on this past Sunday? Um, or uh, with the with the Cowboys? I mean, I talked. You know, I talked no, to no, my no, older no, brother. No. What 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 game? With the Giants. With the Giants and the and the Commander. Um, I mean, honestly, it's it, it, it. Danny DeVito got beat up, got sacked eighteen times, and still threw three touchdowns. You know what I mean? So that's why I kind of look at, like, the other side in New York. And, you know, if if Danny can do it, why can't Zach Wilson? I'm not calling him Tommy DeVito. I'm calling him Danny DeVito for the rest of the year. You guys know that, right? But, I mean, um, <laughs> Tommy it just proves a fucking hero in North Jersey. I hope he does it again. I'm being honest with yes. you. Yes. I got yeah. family out there. I know they're, they're rooting for him. And uh, I hope he does good, man. Why not? Yeah, I mean, listen, Danny played well. The defense, I mean, I, I, I'm just, it, it, it's a good win. It's it, it's nice to get a win. But guys like Kayvon Thibodeau, who's got ten and a half sacks now, I love the fact that he's playing some really good football. He's healthy this year. Last year he wasn't healthy and really shutting up the New York media that wanted to say he's a bust because he's not on the level as Michael Parsons. There's not a lot of defensive players on the level of Michael Parsons, right? 
So, you know, Kayvon's having a good year. Yeah, 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 you have a guy, but that's what I mean. There's not many. I mean, the Steelers are a good team because of Mike Tomlin and and Watt. You know what I mean? Like, that's – there's no other reason for me, like, that that this team wins games, right? What do you mean? I mean, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, really, when Watt's on the field, they're a much better team. And there's not a lot of guys on defense that can do that. And Watt and, and, and Parsons are those guys that make those teams much better. So, you know, I mean, and, and to compare Kayvon to those guys is unfair. But the kid is getting better in his second year, and, and it was good to see him really wreak havoc against the commanders. The commanders, Rivera is – he he's got to go. Like he's just it, it, he's on borrowed time. Like this team is not responding to him. I, I, he's done. I I, I don't. I, he he cannot come back as your coach next year. Um, I don't know if Sam Howell's the guy in in Washington. Doesn't look like it. Mm. But um, yeah, it's it's a mess in 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 Washington. But on the flip side, you know, nice to get a win. Um, you, you, as a fan, you don't root for your team to tank, but you know, you, it's hard, but listen, a win's a win. Uh, I'm happy you get a win. Definitely. Definitely. Um, one to press on, we'll talk about the next game that we got uh, on tap for, for, for Thursday, another divisional opponent, uh, the San Francisco 49ers, uh, they travel to Seattle and, and play the, uh, Seattle Seahawks. We got a Seattle Seahawks fan in the building. We got a 49er fan in the building. So, gentlemen, I want you guys to play nice. Um, but talk to me about how this game could potentially unfold. Um, Mr. Robert, um, I'll I start with you, sir, as a Seattle Seahawks fan. I'm overlooking the field right now, man. I feel like this is the biggest. Like, we need to win this so bad, right? We're down 0-2 to the Rams. We just lost on the road, which, by the way, Hey, for whatever it's worth, like, the Seahawks' road schedule has been rough. It's been all East Coast games. A lot of people don't think that, like, plays in. It, listen, there's someone that travels. Like, dude, the further away you get and the more time zone you change, yeah, like, it definitely affects you. And uh, I think right at home here, this is, like, a must-win. Like, so if they can win a game against the Niners, it has to be at home, it has to be on prime time, and it has to be right here. At Lumen Field, man, and um, I, I have to pick them for that particular reason. I think that the Niners mm. could lose one or two and still be good. I think the 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 Seahawks literally have to win this. That's what I say. I got me something. Breaking news, sir. I, I'll come to you. Um, your 49ers go on the road against a division opponent. Um, talking about how you feel, man. Listen, you know what? I, I said this last week. I was the sole person, sole person, as you know, that picked the Rams to upset the Seahawks in uh, our pickums. And, and I will tell you the reason why. Thank you, Ty. The reason why, and this is something that Robert can tell you as well. The it doesn't matter how good or how bad the team is. The Rams just have the Seahawks number just like the Seahawks have had the 49ers numbers. Since Kyle Shanahan has been the head coach, Pete Carroll is 8-2 and two versus the Niners. And the last time mm-hmm. we won 
in Seattle was 2019. So I say all that just mm-hmm. to say there is no there is no question, in, at least in my mind, who the more complete team is, who the better team will be that is on the field. But the way the Seahawks play against the Niners week in and week out, uh, every time they play them, because they know it so well, they they always they always play the Niners really tough. Uh, we we played against them really well last year um, in the playoffs uh, and in and up in their building. Um, but I think this is really a statement game. Next week we're going to play um, Philly, and then we have a quick turnaround and play Seattle again. This is a, a statement game for the Niners. You know. We can't have another backslide like we did a few weeks ago. We beat a really competitive and good Jags team. Brock Purdy has put back-to-back weeks together. Actually, I'm sure you guys heard this, but he he set the uh, all-time record for highest combined QBR over a two-week stretch. Thought that was pretty interesting. Almost like Tommy Dimes, um, but I digress. No, I I think this is going to be a really good game series. I really do. Um, but I will tell you this. Number one, Seattle, if Gino um, if Smith is able to, to play, which I, I'm hoping because if, if, if the Niners are able to beat them, I want it to be at full strength. And I know Robert feels the same way. You, you, you never want to face that arch rival when they're at half strength. Like, I want to face them at full strength so I have all the satisfaction and none of the yeah buts. So I hope Geno Smith is is uh, at full or close to full strength and able to go because the key to the game what? is going to be keeping Geno upright. The Niners were able to sack. What were... The Niners were able to hold sack. On, hold on, hold on. Uh... Go ahead, So sorry, I'm going to do it again. Okay. I wanted to say no, uh, what we're hearing on the field is that, like, Geno might actually play at 100% or not, not sure. Looks like Kenneth Walker's out. We got Zach Charbonnet looking pretty yeah. hot. You know, we got some injuries as well. But yeah, just to feed into what you were saying, Brian, like 100%, not to cut in between. Sorry about that. But 100% to feed what you're saying. It's a short week, right? So like guys just played on Sunday. They're playing on Thursday night on primetime. This is a short week. Yeah, and it's a late game, but it's it. You know, it, the bottom line is, guys, as you know. Essentially, they're going to get one practice walkthrough. Um, I think that this is going to be a defensive game. And I think if they can keep Geno upright, um, they've, they've got a real shot. They've got really good wide receivers in, in Jigba, Metcalf, and Lockett. Um, it, it's going to be really hard for the Niners to match up with all three. I think Mooney Ward does a good job on DK. I think Lenore will be fine. On Lockett, I'm way less confident about how they're going to cover in Jigba. So the Niners need to get that pressure quickly. They were able to get to Mayfield four times. So, Ty, you were right under four uh, and had eight QB, eight QB hurries and six knockdowns. Um, so they need, to, they need to generate the pressure uh, early and often. And, and the Niners play best when they play with the lead. So if the Niners get out early, it could get ugly. If they're able to keep Geno clean, I think it's going to be a really competitive game. Yeah, I, I respect that. Yeah, my question was for 
for fantasy football purposes, what's, what's the status of Kenneth Walker, but it doesn't look like he's going to go. So um, that's definitely going to be an issue with Seattle. Um, the last game we're going to I'm definitely, hey, serious, I am not a, a NFL insider whatsoever, but we are not thinking that Kenneth Walker is going to go less than 48 hours from now. But, I yeah, mean, I obviously that. something could change. But I think they're looking at Zach Charbonnet for this game. I did want to put that out, if that's all right. Not a problem at all. Not a problem at all. Um, final game uh, of the weekend. We uh, the, the, that's a, But final game, Friday, we got Dolphins and, and the Jaguars and uh, the Meadowlands and, and MetLife Stadium. Um, I'm going to keep this short and sweet. This is going to get ugly quickly. The line of this game um, is 10. Um, I think this is over really, really quickly for everything that we spoke about earlier when, when Brandon was with us. Um, you know, Doyle is not the answer. Um, we still have no idea on what's going on, what's going to happen with, with uh, Garrett Wilson. Um, they have issues uh, at the running back position. And I think the Dolphins are really going to try to solidify themselves and go after that number one spot, um, you know, not only in the division, but uh, they're still in competition to get the number one spot in the AFC uh, with how their schedule uh, plays out. Gentlemen, we have reached the tail end of the show, man. I, I enjoy doing this with you guys. Uh, Lord willing, I'll be back in the building next week. Uh, Robert, man, thanks for coming by. Give us a plug and a close out as we shut it down, sir. Hey, thank you, Sirius. I just love to be on the show, man. I, I hope I can continue to contribute. Thank you so much. I'm trying to start a podcast of my own. It will not be about sports and sports betting, so no big deal. But uh, I hope we can get to the point where we can, uh, you know, plug each other's podcasts and be guests on each other's shows. So I'd love to have you on. Thank you, sir. Anytime, sir. Go ahead and get that information over to me, um, and I would definitely um, rock with you because you rock with us. That's how we do things around this building, man. Appreciate it, Dylan, man. Uh, came back like Joy winning the four or five, man. It's good to hear from you, man. Give us a plug and a close out and shut it down, sir. Yeah, I guess four or five. I don't want the Wizards jersey. I'll take the four or five, but um, shout out to you guys, man. Um, just keep doing what you're doing, man. We here. Peace. Thank you, sir, man. Pleasure to hear from you, man. Hope you and the family and everybody's doing well. Uh, breaking news, man. Give us a plug and a close out and shut it down, sir. Brian, if you're talking, you're on mute. Sorry about that. SportsCityChefs.com. Check out the website, the articles, the fantasy football advice, trying to decide who you want to start at quarterback. We got you covered. Um, Take a look. The boys produce great content. Also, SportsCityChefs.com. They're here each and every day just about throughout the week. And if we do take a day off, you can always listen to a previous episode. Serious, just want to give you three hot takes. Number one, Sam Howell leads the league in passing yards. I think Sam Howell and the commanders take down the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Boom. Hot take number one. Hot take number two, Tommy Dines gets his second win in a row this week and puts up another three spot for touchdowns. Hot take number three, Buffalo beats the Eagles. I'm out. I need whatever he's on to be shipped to me immediately. That's some good stuff right there. That's some good stuff right there. 
Timeless, man. You know what to do, sir. Give me a plug and a close as we shut it down, sir. I'm going to be watching them scores and situations closely. <clears throat> that is for sure. Um, Sports City, I'm loving my, my sport atmosphere right now. The the Lions got me on cloud nine, and in basketball, the Thunder are the best in the West right now. So that I don't know what to do with myself. I'm about to, out of my head right now. So um, just just watch out for me. I'm, I got more stuff up my sleeve. That's for sure. Stay tuned. Everything that we got going on on the network. Um, I had a situation I wanted to discuss, but I saved that for another day, another time up in here. You already know how this go down, Sports City. On that note, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chefs again. And if they don't know, now they know. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you so much, TP. Pleasure to hear from you, sir. It's your boy, Shea, repping that 412 and the 703, man. It's a privilege and a pleasure to get an opportunity to do this with you guys every week, man. Uh, I wanted to say this before we get out of here, man. This is the week of Thanksgiving. Um, a lot of families are, are, are going to be missing loved ones at the table this upcoming holiday. So I, I, I say this a lot. Be sure to be kind to everybody. You never know what any of us is going through. Um, you know, your smile, your your kind words can be the thing that helps somebody overcome uh, the season of depression uh, that, that this season inevitably brings. You know, again, the holidays are a rough time. You know, 2023 was a horrible year. Uh, for a lot of people, you know, lost the loved ones, whatever case may be. So make sure you show a smile. Make sure you show love. With that being said, man, Lord, we're going to catch you guys on that man. And, again, TP said it. Tell a friend to tell a friend to shut again. If they don't know, man, now we know, man. We out. Sports City, Sports City. Chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman verse, MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend, it's the sports city chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Uh-huh.